Eagle Eye in the Sky is fueled by Gatorade, the official sports drink of the Philadelphia Eagles. Everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right, another week, and we've got a trade to break down as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, fueled by Gatorade, continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 171. At the top of this week's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with ESPN analyst Matt Bowen, who joins the show to talk about the impact that Jordan Howard can have on this Eagles offense and how his skill set will fit in the scope of Doug Peterson's scheme. Next up, we'll transition to scouting report, where I'll go back through my notes on Howard when he came out of Indiana as a teammate of Eagles quarterback Nate Sudfeld and get a question in from you guys as well at home. But before we get into any of that, let's not waste any more time. I caught up with Matt Bowen from ESPN to discuss Jordan Howard, his toolbox as a runner, and how he fits in Doug Peterson's offense. Let's get to that chat now in Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. Well, it's been a couple of years now since we've had Matt Bowen on the show, which is a crime that I fully take responsibility for because Matt is one of my favorite analysts out there. You can see him every single week during the football season with our buddy Greg Cosell over on NFL Matchup, and you can check out all of his work over on Twitter at MattBowen41. Matt, welcome back to the show, man. It's great to have you back. Thanks for having me. I think the last time we did it was at at the Combine back in Indy. A couple years ago. That's right. It was, uh, it was back when the, all the media stuff was held at Lucas Oil Stadium, not at the convention center. We talked all about uh, different coverages. That was one of the most popular podcasts we did all offseason. That, that was a good one. We'll have to revisit that topic. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great. All right, well, the big topic this week for us to discuss is obviously the addition of Jordan Howard to this Eagles roster. They traded for him last Thursday night. Matt, you're based out in Chicago. You used to play for the Bears. You obviously watch the film of them every week. Give us a quick uh, elevator speech on what Eagles fans can expect from Jordan Howard this fall. What are they? What can they expect to see with him in Eagles green? Well, I, I think the first thing is, is how are you going to utilize him? All right? with, with Jordan Howard, when I look at this, based on his film, and really the film changed. You go back uh, to his first couple seasons in the league uh, under Coach John Fox, it was a different offense, a different scheme, more run-heavy approach. Where this past year with Coach Nagy, it was, uh, I don't want to say a pass-first offense, but much more balanced, um, much more spread concepts. Maybe not the ideal fit for Jordan Howard, in a sense. But what you do see, uh, no matter what the scheme is, is where he excels. And that's, in my opinion, on downhill schemes. And when I mean downhill scheme, I mean inside zone, uh, inside duo blocking, which Philly will run. I don't think he is an outside zone guy. It doesn't mean he can't run outside zone, Frank. It doesn't mean that at all. Because this is the thing about Jordan Howard. Um, he's about 225, 224, can drop his pads on contact. He's got really good footwork for a running back with that size. I always use the term work through the walk. You know, he can pick up his feet and put them down real quickly in a one-cut guy that can find daylight and push the ball up the field. I think in terms of Philadelphia, where he fits best, is that, that close. I think it's what they missed last season. Someone who gave you 10 to 12 carries a game, close out football games in the fourth quarter, but also excel in the tight red zone. And anyone who's played football, anyone who covers football, understands that, and from my opinion, when you're in the tight red zone, friend, the, the defense has the advantage. 
one from a defensive back perspective, you can sit on everything. Because now you have a 12th defender behind you, which is the end line. You can't throw it over your head. I just want to throw it into the third row. And linebackers, edge defenders are ultra-aggressive. Okay, so you're going to have more guys in the box, more guys with that first step quickness off the football playing the run. So you need a guy who can run with low pad level, push through the walks, push through traffic, and find the end zone. And that's what you see with Jordan Howard last year. Yes, his numbers went down in Coach Nagy's offense. Look at the touchdown carries. That's where you can see him excel, and especially in Coach Peterson's offense. You go back to what they did when they had LeGarrette Blount. I think it's a very good, not in, not necessarily in terms of exact player comp, but in terms of scheme comp and how they want to utilize him. He can be that player for them. You know, in doing my research, Matt, it, it, just seeing what people were saying about Jordan Howard, you know, last year and, and in years prior, it seemed like there was a pretty big deal made out in the Windy City about just you know that, what he, how he was used a year ago in terms of the shotgun versus under center. Was that? I don't think the numbers necessarily played out that way that he was so much better in one way versus the other. But was that one thing that you, that you saw? And how do you feel about that overall big picture with a running back being used versus the you know in the gun versus under center? Well. You know, Jordan Howard played out of the gun a lot in Indiana. You know, let's be honest. You go back to his college film, was inside zone out of the gun. Okay? Uh, and, and for whatever reason, you can look at why the numbers dip. I'll give you an example right here. Last year, Jordan Howard, and you have to be honest about this, uh, based on our numbers at ESPN, ranked 42nd in yards after first contest, 1.57. That number needs to go up now. That number has to go up. Because Jordan Howard is not – uh, a Saquon Barkley in the open field. He's not a Zeke Elliott in the open field. He's not a guy that's consistently going to make defenders miss. He has to run through defenders. Okay, that, that's what I look at with him. When you have a back that weighs 224, 225, drop the pads, drop the hammer, and put, especially defensive backs, put those guys in the ground, fall forward and get an extra two to three yards. That's where you need to see an uptick in terms of overall production for him. But in terms of under center or out of the shotgun, look, that's how the game is played now. All right, that is the, look, I coach at the high school level. <laughs> it's inside zone on the gun. All right, that, is, that is more how the game is played now. And in Philly, yes, with Carson Wentz under center, he will have runs uh, from that particular alignment when he's in the dot, I call the dot, lined up behind the quarterback with the quarterback under center. But I think too much is being made out of that. One thing you have to be honest about with Jordan Howard is uh, he does have limitations in the passing game. But, again, he's joining a group of running backs in Philly. I mean, you could say he's the number one. I, I don't think that really matters. You look at the total number of carries, and Philly has running backs who catch the ball in the backfield. We already know that. So what is Jordan Howard's role in the passing game? Can he catch a screen? Yeah. Can he, check, can he catch a check down? Sure. Can he catch a swing route? Yeah. That's what, that's what you want his route tree to be. That's what, I'm trying to think like a coach here, Frank. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to run Jordan Howard on angle routes and option routes. That's not, that's not why I traded for him. I traded for him to be a power pack to get downhill, to close out games, and to score touchdowns for my offense. Well, and you bring up the passing game, Matt, and I think really one of the big things that stood out to me about Jordan Howard, you know, I thought he was solid in this area in college when I was in Indiana. I didn't study him when he was at UAB before that, but uh, I thought he was a solid pass protector. Going back and watching the last year and the year before, he, he's turned into a really good pass protector, and, and that's something certainly uh, that he'll be able to leverage here in Philly as well. Yeah, and people forget that, especially now that we're going through the draft process when you look at college running backs. That's one of the biggest adjustments. You can find a college running back that is dynamic with the football in his hands. But you and I both know, if you get your quarterback hit, you are coming out of the game. You might not go back in for a while, all right? And with Jordan Howard, that's what it is. He will square his pads, 
and he will challenge second-level blitzers. He competes in pass protection. That's what you need, okay? And to me, sometimes that is more important, you know, than catching the ball and, and getting seven yards and check down, right? Can he protect the quarterback? And that's what he can do, yes. And you mentioned earlier just the role that he can be able to that he's able to play in this Doug Peterson offense. And you mentioned LeGarrette Blunt, and that certainly that was one of the first things that went to my mind that I saw that the trade came down was all right. You know, Jordan Howard, uh, you, you get him, get him into the lineup. Now you're starting to see potentially a little bit more loaded boxes, some more safety down looks, forcing some one high coverages. That's where play action can start to come into play. And uh, you know, I, I got to give some credit to uh, to Ben Fennel, my buddy. Uh, you know, does some great work over at NFL Network and does a lot of work with us here during. The the fall first thing he texted me was hey think back to Super Bowl 52 Alshon's touchdown Zach Ertz third and one uh, both off play action play action was a big part of the Eagles during their Super Bowl run getting a guy like Jordan Howard can help open up some things from a play action standpoint as well just because of the kind of physical runner that he can be downhill right and if you want to play single high against Philly after they traded for Deshaun you're asked for some trouble (laughs) okay (laughs) Because if you're going to run play action and you have a single high post safety, I'm going to run double post all day with either Zach Ertz or Jeffrey or Aguilar underneath and Deshaun Jackson over the top. I'm going to say that single high safety, you pick one. You pick one. Because if you take a step forward off the play action, I got you. Now I'm going to throw it over the top of your head, and it's time to strike up the band and play the fight song because Deshaun just caught another deep ball touchdown. This offense is going to be different. It's going to be different, uh, in my opinion. With the healthy Carson Wentz, adding Deshaun Jackson, having a committee of running backs that all have specific traits to the game that when you when put together with a committee can help you win football games. And you mentioned Zach Ertz. I'll tell you right now, and I, know, I don't want to get too off topic, Brent, but Zach Ertz is the best route runner at t- tight end position right now in the NFL. Okay? He's almost like a slot receiver at times. You put a linebacker on him, you're not going to stop him. You put a safety on him, that safety better have cover skills, better have footwork, and better be able to play against a guy who has more size and a catch radius at the point of attack. Because right now, Zach Ertz, I think, is one of the biggest offensive weapons in the NFL. And it's a perfect segue because the one thing I wanted to ask you about before we got out of this was, you know, talking about the Eagles in their 12 personnel set. They were one of the best 12 personnel teams a year ago, and I feel like they could be really dynamic out of that personnel grouping moving into next season. And it's something Greg and I have talked about on the show. We had Dan Orlovsky on a couple weeks ago, and we talked about this topic. And, you know, really I look at this and I say, okay, you have Zach Ertz, you have Dallas Goddard, who I think, you know, Goddard has a little bit more dynamic speed to be able to work vertically as well. So you have those two guys. You factor in Deshaun and Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. You know, you throw in Jordan Howard now and what the Eagles already have at running back. It's still early in the offseason. More weapons can get added to this. What are the, the trials and tribulations that a defense kind of has to go through when you face a team that can go 12 personnel like the Eagles can do and impact you both in the pass game and the run game? And with Coach Peterson, they can run RPOs out of 12 personnel like they have before. All right, so, the, you know, and I played with, with Doug way back in Green Bay. I have, I have a ton of respect for Doug and what he's done. One, as a player, as a leader in the locker room when I was in Green Bay, the utmost respect for him, and also as a coach now with Super Bowl ring and building a winning franchise in Philly. Uh, excellent play caller, too, and what they do offensively. Because when you have 12 personnel on the field and you have two tight ends that really can both align as in-line players or flex in the formation – it creates a bunch of issues for you from the defensive coordinator perspective. Okay, what personnel can I use? Do I have two safeties 
that can cover these tight ends, or do I have to bring my slot corner? Do I have to go uh, with three safeties in the field? You know, a heavier sub package. Look, it, it creates a lot of issues. And then you add in the RPO concepts, which, man, I mean, RPOs are they're tough to defend, man. They just are. You can't be right from a defensive player perspective. Uh, it gives them a lot of options, and I think that's what you want uh, every week in, in this league is to have options have the ability to create matchups whenever you want, and now with adding a guy like Jordan Howard, being able to close out games. That doesn't get talked about enough, is how you can close out games in the fourth quarter, how you can physically wear an opposing defense down. Because there's nothing worse from a defensive player perspective than having a team line up in heavy personnel and just run the ball down your throat, and you can do nothing about it. Well, Matt, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this offense uh, really kind of evolve into this 2019 iteration because, uh, you know, with all these pieces that they've added, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to see what Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, that whole coaching staff, what they've got in store for the NFL this year. Real quick before we let you go, uh, I know you've got, you guys have a couple of really exciting shows coming up on NFL Matchup over the next couple of weeks. Uh, give us a, a sneak peek. What can fans uh, be excited for uh, in a couple of weeks up here and on ESPN? Well, what Greg and I and Sal are going to do is <clears> – <throat> We're going to look at the draft. From, uh, you know how we do it on matchups. We're, we're going to look at the player. And that's what we're going to do with the pictures are telling us. We're going to watch the film. We're going to build pieces. And we're going to highlight some of the top players in the NFL draft and some of the players that might not be getting the same amount of hype as other players. But we think are very good NFL prospects and can have a long pro career. Uh, I can't wait to do it. It's going to be fun. Uh, just looking at some of the defensive backs I've been studying, the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Haskins, what we're looking at, the running back position. Because I'll tell you right now, when we're talking about Jordan Howard going to, going to Philly, the Eagles could still be in position to add more talent there, friend. They really could. And if you look at the second round of the draft, what about a guy like Miles Sanders out of Penn State? You know, so there, there's a lot of opportunity for Philly, like you said, still early in the offseason process, to add even more talent and talent that can make an impact in their first year in the league. Whole lot of off-season left. Uh, I'm excited to check out those shows for NFL Matchup. Make sure you tune in. Uh, and if you don't catch it live, make sure you catch it on your DVR because uh, it is must-watch TV. It is awesome each and every week during the fall. But these draft episodes are a lot of fun as well. Well, Matt, uh, appreciate the time here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Hopefully we will talk to you again very soon. All right, friend. Thank you very much. Great stuff from Matt, and you can follow him just like I do on Twitter, at MattBowen41, and while you're at it, I'm at FDuffy3. That's where I post all of the podcasts I'm a part of and all of our X's and O's content that we produce at PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and you know I greatly appreciate everybody that promotes this podcast on any form of social media. That is one way to support the show, but the best way is to go onto Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, give us a rating, and even leave us a comment. I wanted to give a shout-out to Willie Mantis, who went onto our Apple Podcast page, left a five-star review and a comment saying how much he enjoyed the show. So thanks to Willie and all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our podcast offerings on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. All right, let's keep the show going. Earlier, I told you we would dive into my notes on Jordan Howard when he was coming out of Indiana back in 2016. He's the subject this week in our scouting report. Dim those lights. We're headed to the film room for the scouting report. 
All right, so Jordan Howard coming out of Indiana, six foot even, 230 pounds. He was a one-year starter for the Hoosiers. He began his career at UAB where he actually started 16 games over two seasons before they shut down their program entering the 2015 campaign. So he was allowed to transfer without penalty, goes to Indiana, started nine games, and then declared for the NFL draft as a redshirt junior. So he certainly had an interesting story coming out of college. And watching him on film, this guy played in a spread offense, just like Matt said earlier. Lined up mostly one-back sets in the pistol or the shotgun. That was mostly how he was used. And he had a good feel for the zone run game. That's mostly what he saw, particularly outside zone, where he could find the cutback lane, kind of stick his foot in the ground and get downhill. That was how he was used most of the time at Indiana. Displayed a good feel for setting up blocks in space. Showed the ability to work through traffic and get skinny, kind of find a small crack in the defense. But overall, this guy was a physical ball carrier. He had some power to him, consistently ran through arm tackles in the Big Ten, always ran his feet through contact, and he earned his yards after contact. He was not afraid to use his arm as a weapon, only had one fumble in the six games that I studied, so overall I thought he did a good job of protecting the football. He was a reliable receiver. He was using the screen game, typically caught the ball cleanly out of the backfield, and he was a solid blocker in pass protection. He could more than hold his own against a blitzing linebacker, and he would give help when needed against defensive linemen as well. One of my favorite traits that I saw from Howard while studying him was just his overall competitiveness because he was a guy that fought for every single inch he got as a ball carrier. Now, from a negative standpoint, not an explosive athlete in college. That's why he was a fifth-round pick. Didn't display much of a short area burst. Wasn't a guy that was going to consistently run away from people in the NFL. And he was used mostly in the zone run game. But I agree with Matt. I actually liked him more in their gap schemes, their downhill runs, where he could just kind of stay square to the line of scrimmage and go. That's really where I felt most comfortable with Jordan Howard. He was a tall ball carrier as well, ran a little bit high and would expose himself to some punishment. So his pad level as a back was a little bit of a concern. But overall... Howard, I thought, had the ability to be a primary ball carrier to a, for a committee team. He was a top 10 running back for me in that 2016 draft. Had a good feel for how to get downhill and set up blocks, but I thought with his athletic limitations, that would kind of affect his upside. So that's why I thought he'd probably be more of an early day three pick. I summed him up overall in my report as a competitive track runner with, who was at his best with a head of steam downhill where he didn't have to kind of pick his way through the briar patch, but he would fight through contact and he, he would be a grinder between the tackles for his new team. He's turned into a really good player, was really productive early in his career for, in Chicago. Obviously, like Matt alluded to earlier, change in scheme there. They kind of you know, they changed some things up for him in terms of his usage and how he was used. Uh, you had the other running backs there as well. Tariq Cohen obviously taking a lot of the big plays for that Chicago offense. But uh, I think the Eagles got a really good player and a guy that I think is going to really help this offense in 2019. So great stuff this week from Matt Bowen and all of you out there listening, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. Thank you. And again, one more time, take a few seconds, go rate the show, leave us a comment don't be afraid to leave a question on there as well because i would love the ability to answer it here on the podcast all that being said i think that'll do it another show in the books here on the eagle eye in the sky podcast fueled by gatorade for everybody here at the Novacare complex i'm fran duffy we will talk to you next week